You're listening to the Final Whistle podcast. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make sure to follow us on there. Or if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. Enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to the Final Whistle podcast. My name is Harry McBain and I'm joined as usual by Bobby Addison. He's here with me. Uh, we're back and we're going to be giving you a roundup of our thoughts on the latest news in English football. And we're going to start off with probably what is one of the biggest discuss- discussions going on at the moment. And it's all around Manchester United and who their next manager will be. Mm-hmm. At the moment, it seems to be that Eric Ten Hag, the Ajax manager, is set to take over with a potential announcement date coming really soon. Um, do you think he's the best option to take over at Old Trafford, Bob? I would say probably, yeah. I mean, there's, there's not that much out there other than maybe Pochettino or Zidane, but they're realistically probably not going to come to United. It seems like he's a, a young and more up-and-coming manager. So, yeah, it, it would make sense. They've tried the project with Ole and that didn't work. So I think they're just going for a prodigy, like a, a clearly proven quality manager that they hope will actually bring the right qualities into uh, the, the club. Yeah, he, he seems like the most logical one. They've already got... Um, it might help Van der Beek come back into the team because obviously he worked with them at Ajax. Um, yeah. He's very good with youth and, and developing that, which I think is something United need to focus on more instead yeah, of trying to um, get major transfers in. Yeah, um, because they don't always work, rarely yeah. even. And, and Wayne Rooney, when he was on Monday Night Football the other day, said that he thinks Pochettino would be the ideal one. Um, yeah, it seems to be apparently the Man United dressing room supposedly want Pochettino. How true that is, I don't know. But um, do you think Pochettino? Obviously, he was at Spurs and did well, but hasn't really worked at PSG. Do you think he's? I would say qualified mm. enough, but do you think he? I think he's. I think Pochettino is low key kind of overrated. I'm not saying he's a bad manager, but like he never won anything at Tottenham. He won nothing. They got nowhere near the title other than that one season when Leicester won and we we got near it and that says something. But he's never won anything. His first season at PSG, he flopped and they didn't win the league. They've fallen out of the Champions League again. They're not winning the league as comfortably as they would be, especially with all the players they've signed. I think where 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 does everyone get this backing of like Pochettino is one of the best managers in the world? What has he actually done to, to get that title? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think it, a lot of it is based off, um, if you look at Spurs now, you can see how good the Pochettino is doing to try and even get them second place. But I understand yeah. what you're saying. He's, he's not one, I think, which is something Man United need is someone who can win stuff. Um, he's not lot, a winner, no. Uh, and Pochettino, again, he's got a good record with young players, which he used at Spurs and at Southampton. But yeah, yeah. as you said, he hasn't won, I think. Um and hasn't won, I think, for I think the the trophy, the last trophy he's won was like the French Cup or something, which again isn't really, yeah, yeah, exactly. Special. So, Is yeah, with PSG, yeah, yeah, it was it was with them. I, I don't know whether it was this season or, or last season or whatever, but he's yeah, he's not gone really to plan for him at PSG. Whether that's because of the, the amount of players that they've got there of such high quality, but you yeah. thought you'd be able to win something. Um, as I said, Rooney wanted Pochettino in and. Obviously, we've seen previously um, uh, Sir Alex Ferguson's had input on managerial appointments. Do you think United need to kind of um, maybe keep club legends out of it and have people like Ryan Nick who are maybe supposedly technically smarter with football? Yeah, teams? 
decided. I think so. Like they, they, they've got to stop living off of their past. I think that's how you have to use your past to elevate you. And obviously, it, you like in a sense, I don't know what the word is. Just have it as your values for your club, and that is what it means to play for Manchester United. Same way that Arteta is doing. Mm. But you've got to sort of let go from the fact. You've got to let go from them. You know, making decisions in the club because those times have passed, and then they're not. They're, they might just be better to to let the new generation come through and bring forward new ideas rather than listening to what the old guys are saying because they had their time, obviously. But football is totally different now, so. It just depends, and I think they just need to move on. I think it's probably clear from the amount of managers they've had now that they need to stick with a with a sensible manager who's going to sort out the club because I think that sort of thing is the most important rather than the quality of players they have because they have good quality players already. Yeah, I think when it comes also with the, the having the right squad with them for a manager to build long-term, they're going to have to um, find... A way to clear out some of the deadwood. Like Paul Pogba, I think, is definitely one of the biggest ones. Whether he'll be leaving on a free, which looks most likely at the moment. Yeah. Um, do you think there's gonna gonna have to be a large clear out at United to get rid of players that just aren't up to the quality? Perhaps that I would say, United? yeah, probably. Because if you look at like from an Arsenal's perspective, they've obviously had like that massive clear out of deadwood players that not necessarily drag down the club, but you know, aren't. Um, the right kind of players that the manager wants. And I'm sure when Ten Hag comes in, he'll he'll do a clear out. You know, he, obviously it takes a long time, maybe two, three years to get all the players out that you want, but they definitely need to clear out the players that aren't positively influencing the club, even if they are, have the qualities to be a great player. We've seen it in Arsenal with Guendouzi, who's been, you know, exiled out, Ozil, uh, Bamiyang, obviously more recently. So I think it's all important about the team being a unit and playing for the manager and, and 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 buying into the philosophy of what he's trying to do. And I think they'll definitely introduce that as things go on and they'll stop going for the big names and go for sensible signings because it's the best way to do it, really. Yeah, yeah. If it, Arsenal have done it well um, and they've recovered to somewhat near Champions League football again. Yeah, to a certain um, extent. Yeah, so I think it's definitely got to happen with United. There are certain players in there that, Really good. Do you think one with Rashford, who's supposedly unhappy, um, can you see that as a realistic person that's going to leave? Because he's obviously a Man United Academy. Is um, saying like he's going to potentially leave, but where could he end up? He's like he's not really hit major quality at the moment. Yeah, I don't know. He, he obviously has potential, but I don't see what other. I don't see him in any club other than United. Sorry. Mm. You know, you say that now because just because he's the academy prospect that they've had over the last few years. But yeah, I personally can't give you an answer to who, where he'd be because I have no idea where Rashford would fit in, to be honest. Yeah, that's fair. imagine it. If we, if we look a bit further down the Premier League table, we can see uh, Everton really struggling. They're one point above the relegation zone. Uh, last night, yeah, it's bad. We're, we're recording on Thursday. Last night, they lost to Burnley 3 2. Um, They've got United yeah. and Chelsea in their next two games. Do you think that Everton are going to stay up or do you think that it's more likely they're going to go down? Um, I don't know. They obviously have good players, quite-unquote good players. So it would make sense that they stay up, but it really looks like they're not going to. Mm. If you look at the situation, everything would point towards them going down. Obviously, that result against Burnley was definitely 
definitely a bad one for them. Like they had to win that game and they dropped off. Could have, you know, it could have been a lot worse. They got lucky with two penalties. So, yeah, I, I would personally do think they're going to go down. I think the other the teams would be able to go uh, stay up. I think it would be hilarious. <laughs> I, want it, I want it to go down. But, yeah, I don't know. It's looking more and more likely every week that they're going to go down because they just don't seem to pick up any form and they haven't all season. Yeah, it, it's a strange one because Everton have been obviously one of like the key clubs in the Premier League over pretty much all of its history. Um, yeah, they've never been. I don't think they've ever been relegated, have they? No, in their history. It it just doesn't seem right thinking that Everton could be in the Championship next year because they just seem too big of a club. Yeah, almost. And if you look through the squad, they've like I can see none of their players there staying in no. their starting eleven, apart from you know maybe like Theo Walcott type person yeah is he at Southampton now I can't remember actually yeah he's Southampton yeah. maybe I'm um, Townsend that's what I'm thinking of Townsend Townsend more, yeah more likely to stay but a lot of those I mean players... he's still half decent like he's not terrible yeah, yeah if you're starting 11 uh who have they got they haven't got Dini anymore have they but like I don't know Ben Godfrey Mason Holgate those sort of players you imagine staying but even like Jordan Pickford Allen you know, uh, Calvin Lewis, Richarlison. What what sort of wingers do they have? Do they have good wingers? Damari Gray, he's a great player. You know, yeah. Uh, and I mean, weird. they just they just spent so much money on the left back, uh, like Mikalenko. Um, he's yeah. he's quality. Like I can't, I can't see him in the championship. Whether they no. do just loan a load of players out instead of trying to sell them. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Do you think? Because Everton's this season has been dreadful for them. Um, do you think it was destined destined to go wrong when Rafa Benitez took over? Because it wasn't. I don't think it was destined to go wrong. They have, you know, they, it it did look like it at the start of the season because they obviously made no that well, they made like two signings. It was uh, Damari Gray and Townsend, and that was it. And they were brought in the rival the manager of their arch-rival team, which was just a really weird move, and it obviously didn't pay off at all. So, yeah, they weren't destined, because obviously he's technically a good manager. You know, he's done well in the past. But, yeah, it just went... If if they could have predicted it going the worst possible way, it has gone that worst possible way. You know, mm-hmm. of course, you mentioned, we've got Deli Alley. Yeah. Sign for them. Van der Beek, he's on loan. But, you know, it's like these kind of players aren't going to be playing in the Championship. So why did they go for these sort of washed up players like why it doesn't make any sense the the whole philosophy at Everton doesn't seem to be right I think the owner has a lot of input and I'm not sure how yeah um, knowledgeable he is on actual ways of running the club in the best way because they've been signing they haven't been going and really signing the best style of player Um, they've just been to go whoever's a name let's take them yeah Um, but then again they've they have signed like that Ben Godfrey was really good at Norwich. Um, yeah. So they have signed some players that are good, also some players that aren't. Um, some play, they signed some players for the name, some players with potential, and those players they signed with potential, some have worked out and some haven't, i.e. like the Michael Keane, who was out, hyped up to be like a really, really good centre-back, mm. has been not very good at all. You know, Yerry Mina, he's been half-decent. Ben Goffey, you said he's been pretty good. So it's been very hit and miss with their recruitment, hasn't it? Obviously, Damari Gray has been playing pretty well this season. Obviously, yeah. he's down a little bit, but like he's been, you know, 
for a free, was it? I think it was a free transfer or something. He's been pretty good. Like, yeah, so it's yeah. just weird. It's, it's strange at looking at players there and just the way that if you look over the last few managers as well that they've got, uh, they've had through the door, and look at some of the most recent successful-ish ones, like Sam Allardyce did relatively well when he was there. Yeah. Um, but what he was left with, but then was thrown out the door. Um, even like Bilic was there and he was all right. They've they've gone also with maybe not just signing the wrong players, but signing the wrong managers in. Because Definitely, yeah. That's also a factor, for sure. A, a lot of them haven't worked out well, I mean, all of them haven't worked out because they've been sacked, but um, yeah, have a, they've had Coman, Marco Silva in there, Bilic, uh, Sam Allardyce, Ancelotti, um, which was out of their hands really going to Real Madrid, um, mm. which is obviously a, a lot of better of a move for him. But Ancelotti signing was definitely like a, it felt like it was going to be a turning point. You know, that was mm. a, a good summer when they brought in like, lots of quality players and it kicked off pretty well didn't it they had that start of the season in the first lockdown season where they were top league for you know like what 10 games in I think they were doing yeah. really well obviously it dropped off massively and he you know pissed off to Real Madrid so could just turn on you that quickly it's just it's crazy and the fact that when he was there and he's in they dropped off and it was net but it was never this bad they were like tense or something like that so it shows you yeah. that Ancelotti's a brilliant manager that's they the wouldn't best. be in this situation if he was still the manager. Even yeah. if his heart wasn't in it, they wouldn't be playing this badly. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that Lampard was the right choice to take over, considering he has no real I mean, no, definitely not. <laughs> they took another massive gamble with a new young manager who obviously we know doesn't have that much experience other than, you know, a few jobs. Yeah. Uh, what was it, Derby? He's managed that. And then obviously Chelsea, where he was okay, but, you know, didn't do... That good, didn't get anywhere in the Champions League. Obviously, lost to Arsenal in the FA Cup final. So yeah, it was a massive risk, and it clearly hasn't paid out. I'd like to know his involvement in the transfers in January. I want to know, you know, how much of an impact he had on those signings because it'd mm. be interesting to me if he specifically asked for some of those players. You know, I think just... with with Lampard, it was it all went wrong with the move to Chelsea. Um, with that was the, that was the wrong decision. Um, yeah, for him, but you can't turn it down as much. Um, he took Derby in his first season there from like seventh or sixth to sixth place at the end of the season. So he didn't mass- he didn't improve them. Um, maybe if he'd stayed there another season, they could have gone a bit further. Obviously, they lost the playoff final. Um, then at Chelsea, and then he's at Everton, where he's in a sticky situation that he's got no experience in relegation battles or anything like that. So I think Lampard really should have been in the championship more do what Wayne Rooney's doing and actually building up you know it's a different well, yeah definitely situation. um yeah. because the more experience you have in doing things like that it's going to help you out and at the moment Lampard's just stuck in the situation where he can't get the players to win um no. a single game and he's got no experience in relegation fights or being relegated even as a player he was always at the top yeah. um do you think though what you look at the player the, the teams around Everton obviously like Burnley, the one point below them. Do you think that obviously because Dyche has got experience with them in the championship in the Premier League, do you think he's going to be able to keep Burnley up? I mean, he's done a pretty good job of it for the last however many years he's been there. So 
I, I can see Burnley staying up. I think they have a few quality players. Obviously, no, Cornet is very good. Uh, that new sign of the striker they signed, Veghorst, very yeah. good. I think they've got, you know, a solid backbone in their team, which obviously, you know, they're not going to play the best football and all that, like Man City or whatever. But I think they're a bit more solid than Everton and they have those players that they can rely on. So I would put my money on them, Burnley staying up over Everton. Plus, I just prefer Burnley, so I'd yeah. rather they stayed up. Yeah, I think it's also when you look at the players, um, I was listening to TalkSport earlier and they were saying about the situation as well. Um, that you look at Everton's squad and it's, you can't get, you've got a group of players that don't believe they can win at the no. moment. Whereas Burnley have been in the situation before, they know what they're doing. Um, they yeah. A manager who knows what they're doing, they believe they can win. They're playing against everyone above them. You might as well just go for it, which is what's happening He's at the moment. Been. Yeah. Whereas Everton are kind of in a oh we, we're normally eighth what are we doing down here like oh we're doing awful and that yeah. can't seem to get anything out of them um, it's just a horrible situation for Everton fans but quite a laugh for everyone else really um, yeah. then if you look right at the top it's City and Liverpool going out for the title um, you look at our predictions originally as we've commented on before we went near United at the start of the season. Um, and I think we both changed it to oh, Chelsea. How, how right were we? <laughs> and then we when moved... did we change it to Chelsea? What time? Uh, uh, I don't know. I can f- I'll find the clip at some point. But we were like, oh, United, no, they're nowhere near. We were well off. Chelsea are going to get it. Chelsea have now had the final whistle prediction curse. Um, yep. And it's not going great for them. So there's one point, I think, between City and Liverpool at the moment. How much... Mm-hmm. It's got to come down to the City Liverpool game coming up in in the next two weeks, hasn't it? Between who wins the title? I mean, that is the big decider. But obviously, it's not. You can say that, but it's obviously not necessarily true because it's it's bold to say that they're both going to win all their games for the rest of the season. You know, they have a few obviously slip ups inside of them. You know, they're not excellent, excellent top tier. Not, I mean, actually, no, they are very good but like you know what I mean they're not going to mm. keep 100% I don't think so it would definitely be a massive factor and you'd say whoever wins that game is definitely more likely to go on to win it but it's not 100% so yeah I personally think that I have no prediction but I'd rather Liverpool won the league over Man City because it's a bit more interesting because City win it every year <laughs> yeah see if it was any other team but Liverpool I would be like supporting them to win the league so City don't yeah. win. But yeah, it's, a shame. it's a shame it's the club that fans are extremely annoying. Um, sorry, Liverpool fans. Um, I don't find that annoying. It's not as bad as... They're just the same as any other team, to be honest. Mm, Specifically, I can't remember. Apart from uh, Jonathan yeah. and Adam. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, those teams in the Champions League um, doing all right. Uh, Liverpool coasted a lot. Um, Antica, 3-1 yeah and then City was 1-0 um, yeah. very good goal um, do you think that those teams are obviously City are being dubbed some of the favourites to win it as usual um, but have got their Champions League curse do you think it's going to be an English side picking it up this year again uh, I think it's going to be Real Madrid personally I think they have one of one of if not arguably the best player in the world right now in Benzema They've got a really solid team. Obviously, their midfield just doesn't seem to age. Like they've had that midfield since I was like three years old, and they're just they're still going. 
you know, obviously they've got a fairly solid defence. They're, they're doing okay with Militao and Alaba and you obviously Carvajal and who's their left back? I can't remember. Furlock, Furlock Mendy, I think, yeah. maybe. So, yeah, they have a solid team. Vinicius Junior is is excellent. Obviously, if, if I don't think I was going to say Hazard, I think he's going to play. But I just think they're, even though they had a slip up against Barcelona, they're cruising in La Liga. I think they're very confident and Benzema's in great form. So I was, I'm going to put my money on and then winning it personally. But I definitely think we'll see an English side in the final, at least. Well, I was, beforehand, I was going to say, oh, look, Bayern Munich are doing really well, but then they lost last night. Like, yeah, it's Villarreal. 1-0. Um, so I don't know what happened there, but I'm sure they'll, like, win 4-0 on the second leg or something like that. It, sounds... it was a funny game. However, yeah. what, how many years ago Dan Juma was playing for Bournemouth and now he's beat, scoring against Bayern? In the, in the Champions, Champions League, League. yeah. Um, it's... Also interesting, I was uh, when I was watching some of the City game against Atletico. The amount of the fact that City, the Atletico players, sorry, just they ended up in like a five-five formation because yeah, they, yeah, players are dropped back, um, and oh, it was just crazy. I think it's that that shows City's qualities that they managed to get past mm-hmm. two blocks of, of, of defenders the whole time. Um, yeah, but it's going to be a really good game, I think, in the away leg as well for them. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Real Madrid are on fire. They obliterated Chelsea in like Tuchel's interview afterwards was yeah. just like, well, we were rubbish. And if we do that, then we're going to lose to Southampton as well. Exactly. Um, I think that that tie is pretty pretty gone now. I don't think Chelsea can come back with that. What do they, you think? They, they could have come out of that in like, okay. Obviously, there was, a, I've watched the highlights. There was a chance Lukaku had a free header, literally mm-hmm. an open goal and he missed it. And then the third goal... You know, Mendy. Have you seen it? He just passed it to Benzema. Yeah. In so if they did two those two things, they would have been in the game. But now I think it's gone and uh, done and dusted. I think they're gonna cruise out and Real Madrid will go through definitely. But you never know. You never yeah. know. Yeah, strange. Um, seeing someone that won the the Champions League last year just collapse like they have. Um, yeah. You look at Liverpool. Uh, Mohamed Salah's contract thing is still going on. Um, he was previously demanding £500,000 a week. Um, don't know whether that's still the case and whether he still wants that amount of money. Um, do you think that Salah is worth Liverpool paying £500,000 a week for? Because obviously he's really good, but yeah, this is a ridiculous I mean, amount of money. He's had a bit of a drop-off in form as well recently. So to say that £500,000 a week is a lot of money even 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 for big contract players, that is ridiculous. Like some prem players are on three fifty k what a week, and that's huge. Like, I think Mes Erzul was on that five hundred k a week to commit to a twenty nine thirty year old. Mm. I don't know how long the contract will be. Maybe what two two or three years? Three years, I'd imagine. Yeah, I don't. Realistically, that Liverpool can't get rid of Salah. Surely they can't let him go. But can they justify spending that much? like it's a weird situation and considering it's a team that are famously in the previous few years so tight with their money that they're not that they barely spend anything in the transfer yeah. market anyway that the, well, I mean, they spent bloody like 75 mil on van dyke 50 mil on allison but 50 past, mil on after after van dyke they've not really spent any money on massive players obviously they've brought jota in that wasn't a and lot the, of money. Uh, Jota 40 mil. Diaz was what 40 mil as well, I think. Was he 25? 
Mm, I'm not sure. But you compare it to other big clubs. The fact that like, when they were struggling for a centre-back, they were like, there's a guy from Preston that we can get. Yeah, um, yeah I know what you mean. That someone then willing to spend like £26 million a year on him for potentially three years is a ridiculous amount of money. And then there's also um, the links for Mbappe on a free transfer. Obviously, the, the, the favourite is Real Madrid. Um, but there's also links to Liverpool. Do you think there's any likelihood of that happening? Because I don't think he... I can see him in a Liverpool, Liverpool shirt. No, I don't think so. He wants to be a Galactico or... I mean, at the minute, I think Mbappe's going to stay. It looks like he's going to sign a contract extension for one, one year. I think a PSG. I'm not too sure, but I've heard rumours of that for him to not leave. And I we'll see what happens. It's all it's all talk. There's no yeah. idea what they're gonna do. The, the, it's crazy. Liverpool need to. I think they'll end up getting a Salah for, and I reckon it'll end up being probably more like three hundred thousand and three hundred seventy thousand or four hundred thousand. Because what is he on at the minute? Do you not have any idea? I'm not sure. Let me quickly find out. But. For someone to go straight into negotiations wanting 500k uh, a week um, is a bit ridiculous. Uh, at the moment, he's yeah. on 240,000 a week. Okay. Um, Bless him. How's he, how's he coping? <laughs> not enough money. <laughs> no. So, if he loves Liverpool so much, why would he want... I know why he wants it, because it's money and he's yeah. not good. But... Do you really need £500,000 a week? No. So he needs to calm down a little bit. Yeah, I think he needs to calm down. <laughs> who else is on that kind of wage? Like who? The closest is probably De Gea, isn't he on like 400k a week? Yeah, he's on some ridiculous... Ronaldo's on 500k a week. And that's Ronaldo. I'm not I'm not saying they're probably... He's better than Ronaldo right now, but... But, but, but then Ronaldo brings in the commercial... It, it's just Ronaldo, Ronaldo. brand, isn't really. it? So no disrespect to Salah, but it's Ronaldo, you know. Yeah, it's, he's he's not at five hundred grand a week level, like partly hey, probably, Ronaldo. No, uh, Salah. Um, partly because probably he's been playing in the Messi Ronaldo era, and yeah, he's not being the. I mean, we can't underplay him. He's been absolutely. Oh yeah, just not five hundred thousand pounds worth. No, because no one's worth that. Realistically, no one's worth that much money. Apart from Even footballers. Apart from Ronaldo. <laughs> uh, well, thank you, everybody, for listening. That's all we've got to go through today. If you've enjoyed, then if you're listening on uh, Spotify, make sure to follow us on there and the same on Apple Podcasts. And if you are watching this on YouTube, make sure to subscribe and hit the like button. We really appreciate your support. Check out some other episodes while you're at it. You know, Marco Ivanovic interview, doing well. Keep going, check that out if you haven't already. Thank you, everybody, for listening. That was the final whistle.